0: Uh, Hi, this is Jerome Gilmartin, JMJ Catholic Radio, bringing local and EWTN Catholic programming to Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. Excuse me. Welcome to the In the Father's Hands program with host Mary-Kate Grady. Mary-Kate's guest today is Bridget Barnick. Originally from Music, PA, she was a member of Divine Mercy Parish in Scranton, where she served a parish as a CCD instructor and her community through volunteering. After attending Scranton Preparatory School, better known as Scranton Prep, and Marywood University, she served God and neighbor as a physician's assistant in trauma surgery in Wilkes-Barre. And Bridget now lives and works in urgent care in the Philadelphia suburbs. Mary-Kate.
1: Thank you so much, Sherry. and. Welcome back to everyone. We're so glad to have you joining us today for our program, as always. And we're still in the wonderful season of Easter, um, which continues on for seven weeks, actually. And it's our heartfelt prayer that you all are experiencing in a really deep and meaningful way the peace and joy that comes with knowing in the resurrection of Jesus. And I'd like to remind everyone that you can always listen to our program, In the Father's Hands. Uh, here on JMJ Catholic Radio, 750 AM, 98.9 FM, or via the Internet. You can do, go find JMJ online, listen to the programming there. Also, you can hear the program via podcast. Uh, um, and we welcome any feedback um, for our program. If you have any suggestions or questions, please feel free to email us at in the Father's Hands podcast at gmail.com we thank JMJ Catholic Radio for having our program on their station. We're so thankful for this opportunity. Um, So go ahead and open up your Bibles to the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10, verses 27 through 30. Here Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand i and the father are one and make no mistake about it dear friends that our heavenly father does have us in his hands and he has a plan for every single one of our lives sometimes it's harder to see it than others but he has us and we need to just put our trust in him he will he will take care of things he will carry us through and um i know i Every program I repeat that verse, but I think it's so important to to hear that promise again and again, Um, and it's the title of our program, In the Father's Hands. Um, And so today we're really excited to have as our guest, as Jerry introduced her, Bridget. Bridget, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: We're excited excited to have you on, and Bridget, I like to just dive right into, I always ask my guests kind of a harder question, um, to tell us their favorite scripture verse and why
0: okay well a few come to mind but i'll start off with um john 1334 uh love one another as i have loved you um i think it's it's simple it's direct and really he jesus gets to the point um if we just love as much as we can and all that we do um that's that's all he asks of us um I, another one that sticks out all the time to me in prayer is Matthew four nineteen, 19. Um, when Jesus calls his first disciples, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, he simply says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And it's those two disciples provide such a great example of just literally dropping their nets and getting out of their boat, gathering um, mm-hmm. all that they have and just, Uh, trusting that the Father would provide. So um, I think a lot of times us humans try to control too much um, unnecessarily on earth, and Jesus just looks and says, just come follow me and trust. So that speaks to me.
1: Mm, That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And Genesis chapter 3, the fall, um, I think this kind of uh, relates to uh, my life and my career path. Um, I was always drawn to nature. Um, I love the outdoors. I think it's so beautiful and such a testament to God's power, um, not only in the natural world, but in in God created humans as well, man and women. Um, mm-hmm. He not only created us, but gave us dominion over everything and made us co-creators uh, with him, which is just amazing. And, it just gets into free will and our power to, you know, take the steps out of the boat that are that are needed and cooperate with His will. Um, I don't know. I think it just really gets to the point of everything in Catholicism in and that, in that little mm-hmm. example.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. You're very straightforward, Bridget. You like all the <laughs> verses where Jesus gets right to the point. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. I think awesome. I like. I, I, I used to uh, complicate things in my own mind,
1: so direct is good for me. <laughs> yeah, you're. You could. I could tell that. That's that's wonderful. Our God is God is simple, right? He doesn't necessarily want us to, as you're saying, complicate things. So all those verses are telling me that that's something that's uh, important in your life. So that's that's wonderful. Yes. See, I knew that would be a hard question, Bridget, because everybody that I have on my program. Um, wants to share multiple verses, because the whole Bible is beautiful, right? So when exactly. I say, oh, just give me one verse, it's kind of not really a fair question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a hard question. You, you were right.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't seem hard at first, but then when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, which one? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Bridget, I just wanted to ask you a little bit, just a little bit about yourself, um, but, you know, if you would just share with us um, maybe some ways you've really experience God and his presence in your life. You know, in our day and age and culture, God's not necessarily talked about a lot. And when we do talk about him with other people, um, you know, sometimes they're, they're not even sure if he's even there, you know. And so, what? like, in our lives, God comes to us in different ways, different experiences we really realize, wow, he's real, he's there, he's part of my life. And if you just share a little bit about that in your own life.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think to really notice God in life. Um, It gets busy. It gets noisy. There's a lot of distractions. um, uh, But to really notice him and pay attention, you have to have like a mindset of prayer or God on your mind. And really I just owe my mindset (laughs) of God um, to my family. Like it's Mm. my family is, you know, the family is the first teachers and um, it's, full of faithful Catholics. We attended mass every week um, and just were, were kind people. So I, you know, my acknowledgement of God and all things, I would first and foremost, oh, that's my family, mm-hmm. my Catholic school, upbringing in elementary school, middle school, high school and, and college and graduate school, um, just being surrounded by people who um also strive to see God in all things and are aware of him um, you know have a focus on prayer and service um I, it's just such sure. a, a blessing in in my life
1: mm so, mm-hmm. yeah awesome now i'm kind of wondering you you're so you're a physician's assistant um did mm-hmm. you is that something you always wanted to do or did you like kind of feel like God was calling calling you to that like your whole life or did that kind of come further down the path or
0: I kind of what I alluded to in the scripture passages with um, God's creation and nature and, and humans. Um, I I knew I always had a special um, interest in the way God creates things and his most beautiful creation is humans. Um, he gives us a soul and, you know, the body's so intricate. So I did always have a natural inkling to medicine, even as a child, my um, new mm-hmm. illnesses. So, I was exposed to hospital settings through that, Um, and yeah, I think just generally I always had um, a love for service, Um, but specifically like service to people, whether it's working in a soup kitchen or um, catering to the community at picnics or the simplest of ways, but I always Mm -hmm. loved my service when they focused on people, and I knew medicine was a career and that I could um, be with people every day. So that's kind of drew me to the physician
1: assistant field. Right. And and you know, when you read the scriptures, um, you know, there's so much in the Bible about Jesus' life that maybe isn't included, but many parts of the scriptures, that talks about Jesus being in the ministry of healing or being around the sick and the suffering. And I think it's Um, a really special calling to be in that field. Like, that was so much of Jesus' mission that's displayed to us in the Gospels. You know, you're really doing a hands-on job, but it was such a part of the life of Jesus.
0: Right. And I, um, yeah, so I think that that desire to heal or the desire to comfort or bring peace to people um, is definitely... A desire from God that I that I have and one of my special gifts that um, and blessings that I'm able to do that each day um, and I, I find that you know anyone could do that it doesn't have to be the medical field it could just be you know in day-to-day life um, bringing a smile or, or peace to people and in, in words or actions that you may do
1: um, mm-hmm. so yeah wonderful and so I, I actually work at a hospital as well, which you probably didn't know that about me, Bridget, but I'm a nurse's assistant at a hospital. Um, okay. And something that I love about hospital work is that I find a lot of times when people are sick, people are in, in a certain way, which this is hard for them, they're very vulnerable, but mm-hmm. people are very real, I find, a lot of times when they're sick. And so I have the opportunity in that certain setting to just find out who people really are. You know, they tell me about their families, their experiences. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm even even able to speak to them about God or faith. And mm-hmm. I just, I love the um, the authenticity that gets to happen in that setting. And I don't know if, I don't know if you can speak the a little bit that if you get to experience that in the setting where you work, where when people are sick, they're very, um, a lot of times, you know, facing hard questions, you can have some, like, you know, our, our world is kind of shallow, but I don't mm-hmm. know, sometimes in the medical field, I find there's, like, a, a great setup, like, get into deep conversations with people, you know?
0: Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the job in medicine, because I think God is, you know, medicine could be super messy and, and, and super sad, but also mm-hmm. God is, like, so evident, um, especially in hardship and when patients or even providers have nothing to do like, but surrender it to the Lord, you know, um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so yeah, the conversations to be had with patients and, um, what's going on in their life, it's, it's really moving and, um, yeah, it's just a testament to our humanity that we're all the same and have the same creator and it's, it's a blessing. To be yeah, able
1: absolutely. To be able- yeah. I find that sometimes when you're, you want to, you know, you said in the beginning, you quoted, Jesus said, like, love one another as I have loved you. Well, God loves us so intensely. And so for us to have the opportunity to love other people intensely, it's really helpful if they open themselves up first, you know, to really get to know people. And I find, you know, I could be at the hospital and I could be with one person for like two or three minutes and boom, like I know so much about them already because they're kind of vulnerable, so they're just very open and sharing, and it's yep. so, it, it sets this platform where I'm like, okay, here's, here's the great chance to love one another as I have loved you. Like, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of their life within two or three minutes here, and mm-hmm. um, it, God's, like, setting us up for success there, you know?
0: Oh, yes. I forget.
1: So I, I love that.
0: I think it was my uncle. Shout out to my Uncle Tom, <laughs> if he ever listens to this, um, but <laughs> he said that the um patient room or the hospital room is similar to a confessional in a way where people could get very vulnerable and um you know you're physically like touching them and examining them and like like examining their souls in a way uh, on a Mm -hmm. deeper level than you would in the outside world so um Mm yeah it's points to what you're saying
1: there Um, Yeah, I I wanted to – now this is kind of going in a little bit of a different vein here. I I do want to talk about the work you do with um, natural family planning. But before we go into that, um, one other question I had for you, because you're a physician's assistant, I'm sure that you're very busy. And do you just have any tips for um, people out there that are working, whether it's in the medical field or any other area, um, you know, uh, for busy people, how do you keep up a prayer life as as a really busy person?
0: yeah i i feel like i'm the one that needs the tips but um (laughs) i would say i just my efforts are small but like as soon as i wake up in the morning i just say like an offering prayer it's nothing Mm -hmm. special or particular um just like from my own heart every meal time you know say a prayer throughout the day i just like dialogue with god um I try to pray like when I'm in the room with patients just on my own. Um, Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: and like before I go to bed, just take literally a minute or two to to journal. Um, so like simple, simple ways. Um, I think having that continual mindset of prayer, um, really helps us not to like miss out on life. I, I think we, we correlate like busyness with like we're actually living life but if you're not aware and like present in the moment, I feel like you could go years and years and years and and miss things so that's that's such mm-hmm. a trap, and I I really don't want to miss out on my life so I try to have a mindset of God and, and prayer as I move throughout my day
1: Wonderful and so it just it sounds like you're kind of saying you know he just needs to be included in all parts of the day it, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, a certain length of time of praying, but it's almost like, in a sense, it's better to include him throughout the whole day than just, okay, I'll do a chunk of prayer here, then maybe at the end of the day, you're sort of bringing him throughout your day. It might not be large chunks of time, but he's kind of throughout the whole day, you know?
0: Yes, yep, That that's what works for me, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: hope, hopefully it can for someone else, too.
1: Right, right, thank you. I Sometimes people get discouraged with prayer because, Um, they feel like it has to be maybe done in a certain way or a certain amount of time. And, you know, God just wants to be always dialoguing with us. So it's not necessarily, you know, you're not doing enough time or enough of these certain kinds of prayers. He just always wants to be in communication with us, you know. Yes. So thank you for that encouragement there. Um, Bridget, if you wouldn't mind speaking a little bit about um, you, you um, are involved with natural family planning. Maybe just tell us a little bit about what kind of what that is. Um, and, you know, how people could get more information about it, Um, you know, kind of what the church's idea is with natural family planning.
0: Sure. Uh, So this is a fairly new venture for me. Um, I began training to become a Crichton model um, natural family planning practitioner um, back in March. Um, So there's a couple different models of natural family planning. I'm specifically getting certified to do Crichton. Um, it was initially developed by Dr. Hilders. He's a medical doctor, um, OBGYN, um, has done now decades of research, uh, monitoring women's cycles and um, how to chart them uh, in, in the best way possible in order to monitor and track fertility, um, fertility issues that arises. Um, there's also um, a part of it that you know, should a men- uh, menstrual cycle or fertility issue come up while charting, it could be referred to a napro-technology doctor, which are medical doctors that um, mm-hmm. deeper into the reasons behind infertility, um, can do some hormone testing, um, and even surgery, if need be. So okay. it is, it's all in accord with um, the Catholic Church's teaching this model. Um, it's based out of the Pope's. Um, Paul the Sixth Institute in Omaha, Nebraska um, yeah there's a lot of resources online about it, so if you just google you know Crichton model or um Paul the Sixth Institute um
1: you sure should. tell us a little bit about that, maybe for people that don't know at all, Bridget about like what the church is teaching and natural family planning, how that ties together how how that helps families that are you know, having a family and we have to make decisions about that. Kind of give us like a little bit of a background about what natural family planning is, how it ties into the mm-hmm. church's teaching.
0: Yeah. So I initially, I had a read up on it myself in high school for, for a paper in theology okay. class. Um, so that's when I was, you know, first dove into the church's teachings about it. But um, I guess it's, it's an alternative to, you know, having, intercourse, timed intercourse, um, without the use of birth control. Um, so there is a way to, you know, if you're trying to avoid a pregnancy for, for good reason, financial, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, what uh, medical, whatever the reason may be, um, you could do it without the use of birth control pill, which is um, attractive to a lot of women, um, just with the side effects of, of the pill. And maybe they just don't want to to be on that or if they tried it in the past and it's it's not working for them um the church's teaching really doesn't allow for um you know women to be on the birth control pill i know there's such such controversy about that um, sure, yeah and it stems from the humana vitae um uh letter but i could get into more of that if, if you want but
1: sure that's fine go ahead
0: okay so Um, I believe it was, yes, Pope Paul VI, um, basically had a meeting with all the cardinals, um, and it was when birth control was coming out, and, you know, the church had to decide what their position on it would be, Mm -hmm. and, um, to my surprise, I just learned this literally a few months ago, um but the majority was saying that like yeah it 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 is acceptable by church teaching and one of the only cardinals missing was now saint um john paul ii i think he was in krakow poland at the time Um, and he heard of this you know decision being made and um, he wrote in his piece um, and i guess yes i think it is pope paul VI. That he agreed with Pope John Paul II that, you know, the church shouldn't be um, enforcing birth control um, and promoting that, um, just to, you know, respect the integrity of intercourse between the man and the woman and um, the natural cycles that she undergoes, and not suppress mm-hmm. her fertility or interfering with their cycles and sure, and different different things that come up with that use.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know that, that aspect about. It. I do know um, about Paul VI's involvement with that, but I didn't know about uh, John Paul II's uh, not being there and involvement with that. That's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's more to it. I think that was a very brief synopsis, but to my understanding, sure. generally what happened.
1: And that would have, I believe that was in the 1960s. Is that right, Bridget, when, when uh, the council, or when they were meeting and discussing this? I think that was in the 1960s, I believe.
0: Yes, that sounds right. Um, And then it's of cool that John Paul II then went on to, um, uh, you know, develop the theology of the body, and um, it seems like that was maybe a catalyst for his ideas surrounding that, which is another thing I would like to read more up on, but
1: I don't Sure, yeah, and I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned earlier on in the program when you were quoting your Bible verses Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you were saying it, it made me think about how we were going to speak, be speaking about natural family, plater, family planning later on in this conversation because you had said, you know, sometimes as human beings, we want to control everything. Um, yeah. And God wants us to kind of sit back and put things in His hands, you know. Um, right. He gives us dominion over creation, but, you know, He's in control. And a lot of times He just wants us to pass it off, do the best we can and pass things off to Him. And I think a lot of times, you know, with the whole controversy between, um, you know, well, I should say, I guess a lot of people don't even actually know about natural family planning, so for them it's not necessarily controversy, but um, for a Catholic that's trying to live out the Church's teachings, you know, birth control versus natural family planning, that seems like it's at the heart of it, and I don't know that a lot of people realize that, but I think with um, birth control, like, that is probably one of the main issues there, of is wanting to have such control and, and not necessarily letting God in in um, these important decisions in life, you know he's the author of life, and we're trying to like take all those decisions out of his hands you right. know? and I think that's probably one of the big issues with birth control. We're trying to keep all this control and not involving God with it at all
0: right, yeah, so the model is like ninety six percent effective um if you use it to avoid um but I think. I don't, there's so many other reasons to use it, too, just like the charting method. Um, mm-hmm. A shame that, um, you know, there could be a plethora of reasons why you're on the birth control pill. But um, sure. one of the upswings of, you know, using this method is that, like, you could kind of get more down into the nitty gritty of, like, why you're having fertility issues or why you're having, like, menstrual pain or, like, excessive bleeding, um, things like that um, by just letting your natural cycle occur and then, you know, Mm -hmm. hormone testing and figuring out, um, you know, what's actually going on, um, it with the pill. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm not an OB (laughs) guy, but understanding that it, that it could be helpful in that way. And, um, if anything, it just educates the woman on the cycle and you know what's going on in her body. It encourages dialogue
1: between the couple. Um, there's so many good things that could come from it. So right, right, yeah. That's uh, thank you so much for um, talking a little bit about that and the fact that you're um, studying it because you know you're 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 on a trek there to be helping a lot of people out, Bridget. So thank you for taking that on in your life um, for the good of the church and society and. Um, you know, We wish you the best as you continue to study that and get deeper into it and explaining it to people. So thank you for touching base with us on that. Do you have any, maybe real quick, Bridget, a website that you would especially recommend people if they want to know more about natural family planning that they could look it up? I know you said people could put it in Google, um, but is there any specific website you really like? Um, I'm
0: trying to think. Really just the Pope Paul VI um, website. Um, in Old okay. Bahama, Nebraska. Um, that's where all the research is done and where a lot of the programs are run out of.
1: Um, and what's the name of that? Is it the uh, Pope Paul VI Institute? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, yes. so just, people can just Google that and kind of find out more information? Correct, yep. Okay, great. That's great. Well, Bridge, our time is actually almost out here, but I want to thank you so much for taking the time and coming on with us and sharing a little bit about yourself and natural family planning um you know i guess if we're ever kind of in the philly area we might run into you somewhere hopefully not you don't want to run i always tell my patients you don't want to ever run into me at like at the hospital you know run into me somewhere else but um (laughs) yeah (laughs) people may run into you when you're down in that neck of the woods so
0: i'll be back in screen frequently so
1: (laughs) wonderful okay that's great Awesome. Um, well, you know what, Bridget, let's let's finish out our program here with a Hail Mary. It's the month of the Blessed Virgin Mary here in May. We're closing out, but we have a few more days left. Um, so let's finish with a Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of oh. grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, Amen.